0: Welcome to Inside the Economy with SHNJ. Presented by Larry House of Sharky House and Jaber. Learn more about Sharky House and Jaber at shwj.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning. It's November 21. Not a lot of excitement in the numbers. There was great fanfare in the media that the CPI popped up from 1.5 to 1.6. I wouldn't exactly call that an inflation scare, but uh, we'll talk about that a little more later. Unemployment's still at 4.9. The uh, rally in crude oil kind of fizzled. We're back to 45. I'm not sure anybody cares about the OPEC meeting here in the end of December. Uh, The euro continues to weaken it's very likely to reach parity with the dollar here sometime in 2017. That isn't bad news for most people. It might spur some exports out of Europe. But uh, one of the side effects of a quantitative easing program and negative rates is your currency gets weaker. It's going to get weaker. And for you bond people, the, uh, the bond market sort of had a correction. The Technically, the yield curve shifted up and steepened a little bit. Some of that is in anticipation of the Fed raising rates here in December. There are some other factors. Well, well, I guess the biggest one is that the uh, European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan, who, between the two of them, uh, do about $160 billion a month of uh, bond purchases, which have driven their sovereign bond rates into negative territory, uh, have pretty much come to the point that we hope these quantitative easing programs come to an end because Mm -hmm. it's really not working. Uh, May 2017 is probably when the European Central Bank can back off on that. Bank of Japan, I don't know. That may be quite a ways down the road, be that as it may. Uh, a huge piece of the negative of the pressure on the 10-year Treasury, or all the Treasuries, has eased. And I think that was probably one of the biggest reasons the bond market corrected last week. Uh, I entertainingly made a little comment that it was the same pollsters that predicted the outcome of the U.S. election as to why the bond market did such a correction. But unfortunately, they don't correlate. There are other things that it works here. Uh, stock market did a great job. Uh, Four days and new records. I think some of that has to do with possibility of corporate and individual tax easing. Maybe some few trade barriers. Maybe some uh, regulation reduction. Number of things. But the stock market really liked it. For all the reasons the stock market liked it, the bond market didn't like it. There we are. There's nothing really dramatic about that. Uh but on a practical standpoint, uh the wage and hourly numbers are slowly creeping better. That is important. That's important for Christmas spending, which has begun, as well as uh the long term outlook for the U.S. economy. The uh um, part of this one right here, the most important of this part of this is the Atlantic Fed wage tracker. The Atlanta Fed tracker is basically, if you already have a job, it's not a new job with new wages reported, and they are uh, doing well. They're growing about three and a half, three and a quarter percent, well above inflation. That's positive. Real disposable income is remaining above inflation. That too is very positive. The three-month moving average is above two and likely not to get below it. This component right here is probably the largest single force in the in inflation calculation. And keeping it up here going to be difficult. There's almost no slack in the labor market anymore. The uh, number of positions that are open have basically 1.1 person. 1.1 person, that's a good one. Standing there waiting to fill it. Uh, Hard jobs are getting harder to fill. There is very little to do with natural labor movement or natural unemployment rate is probably going to be around 5%. We're there. The other side of the coin is here on non-current loan rates. Uh, Non-current loans naturally went through the roof during the 2008-09 grand recession that has improved dramatically we're back down to mid-90s levels pretty much and the even the last of the outstanding real estate loans of uh, people the abandoned or homes that simply were grossly unaffordable are being cleaned up very soon these numbers are going to be back to at normal or below which speaks well for the uh, mortgage market the one one issue that's in inflation right now is medical now a lot of that and we've talked about this before is part and parcel of uh, the ACA and how it's being paid for but when the fed raises probably here in December it's going to be in anticipation of seeing more inflation well there really isn't it isn't here yet but uh well, they got to raise some time. Now, the other side of the tax issue and the political rhetoric is here. <clears throat> this is the source of U.S. federal revenues. There's a lot of discussion about. Oh, there's nothing more important than lowering the corporate income tax rate and charging more fees for services provided. Uh, it's pretty clear that, as you look at the sh- share of the percentage of total corporate income taxes. Uh, have never contributed more than 10% of the total share of income that number has been dropping even over the years as the rates have been creeping up it has now and for a long time has clearly been individual income tax rates followed closely by payroll taxes that is the revenue enchilada the uh, any discussions about reducing Individual income taxes or corporate income taxes though play well in the media. Have a well, they have a social impact about the debt we need to service, which we'll get to here in a minute. But uh, the corporate income tax rates is uh, not a factor, and on the individual income tax rates, and you know we see these once a year. This is off the IRS's 1304, but individual rates really aren't that oppressive. Uh, there is a lot of, a lot of fanfare about those that make over $500,000 pay a, a disproportionate share. Well, they really don't. Uh, the under 50000 pay too much. Well, they really don't. Uh, it's it's been beaten down and uh, analyzed so much that it's probably at a relatively stable. There's no pressure on this system right now. Squeezing more money out of it is probably not likely. And uh, those over $200,000 that are helping pay for ACA might see some relief. But again, we'll talk about debt here in a minute. So I created this slide for all of you bond people and uh, techno nerds. This truly is where the yield curve was July 15th and where it was November 16th. It has clearly shifted up in anticipation of the Fed raising rates in uh, December, as well as the ECB and the Bank of Japan that we talked about earlier. It's anchored down on the one month, which is where the Federal Reserve controls. It's at 25 basis points, and that will very likely shift up to 50 which case the yield curve will be technically perfect once again. This is uh, a natural state of affairs. This yield curve needs to continue to shift up where the Fed funds is probably at one. That's probably a reasonable rate given this economy. Perhaps by the end of 2017, it'll be up there. The uh, bond market usually does this in anticipation of a Fed increase, and it usually overshoots, and it probably did this time. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a bond rally before the end of December, shortly after the Fed meeting. I will point out that the active purchases of U.S. securities uh, have all been bonds, corporate, treasuries, agencies, everything. Uh, everyone is is looking where they can get positive yield out of quality debt, and that's becoming more and more U.S. stuff all the time. Selling uh, equities, too bad they l- missed that little rally, but in the overall scheme of things, it's not a big deal. Uh, just because this will come up again, here is a uh, – dug this out of Bloomberg. Here is sort of a – give you an idea where the money is. World GDP is about $68 trillion, and that's in U.S. dollars. That's everybody's GDP. Yeah. World stock market, about $60, 58000000000000 As it goes down the line, the total U.S. stock market is about $23.5 trillion. And central banks, which is really why I dug this up, central banks, and the biggest ones are European Central Bank, Bank of Japan, and... Bank of China. Their balance sheets, meaning their assets and liabilities, are about 21 trillion. The Federal Reserve's balance sheet is about 4.5 trillion. That's pretty much the same as the 500 richest people on earth. It isn't a big number, it is a budget restricting number. Not particularly dramatic. I think you need to keep it clear that. The amount of money floating around in the world is vast. Uh, We'll see a change here in the 100 biggest companies market in the near future, as some of these technology companies don't do quite as well in a different trade environment. And China has once again popped up more, perhaps a little more accurate numbers of the overall debt And debt in China is basically all the responsibility of the Bank of China. There are few requirements for people to actually pay this back. They're uh, they're pushing about 218% of GDP. That's way past U.S. uh, It's way past the U.K. It's a huge number. I think the yuan is going to continue to weaken uh, until they do something, well, dramatic. So uh, there isn't a lot of uh, uh, pressing things going on right now. We'll know more after there's more uh, news from the Fed in December. Thank you very much.